Jorgensen's she's so insignificant. She is so pointless to be on the stage. Yeah. Like the only thing she has is like I'm a woman. She's the Libertarian Party's Klobuchar. Right. Well, no, but the only thing she can yeah. say is that yeah. she was the VP nominee, like with uh, Harry Brown was uh, the uh, presidential nominee. She is, you know, principled, and she does have some pretty funny uh, analogies, like the uh, government is the sex line worker. All right. Well, whip out your dick. Let's see if you could be president. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that the that's uh, the first uh, litmus test you have to go through? To whip be your dick out. Yeah, there will never be a woman president, dude. We will not. <laughs> time. Yeah, you kind of set the bar a little too high there. Uh, I mean, if if the uh, litmus test is uh, whip your dick out, yeah, you're right. There will not be a woman president because they have to whip their dick. Out. <laughs> what if the have first a trans one, president? What if that was the first one was a trans president? <laughs> dude, I can so see that happening. Do you think though. that women would be upset about that or be oh, yeah. happy about it? Fuck I think yeah. they would have to be upset. They should, <laughs> real women hate trans. They yeah, they do. Well, there's a term for that. Uh, shit, I can't remember it. J.K. Rowling is all, all about all that shit, where it's just like, you know, trans uh, women are not women. <laughs> they're not, though. They're, they're not. Yeah, yeah she's but 100% they're, right. But th- uh, th- there's a fucking term on that the left has for each other, for the people on the left who think that, like uh, J.K. Okay. Rowling fucking yeah, does. Yeah. A like tent? the people that think that, like that, you know. Tint? Something stupid, some weird acronym like that. Tint pi- I'm just going to type in J.K. Rowling uh, T. Damn it. Trans? Yeah, I'll just type trans. You know, it's that like, is true. Oh, like, turf. That's what it's called. Turf. T-E-R-F. Yeah. <coughs> okay. And what is this supposed to stand for? Because <clears throat> um, they, they love their fucking Okay, all right. Dude. All right, I'll tell you what it Terrible at spelling stuff. TERF is an acronym for <laughs> Transgender Exclusionary Radical Feminist. You were right. That <laughs> is some... That's just a bunch of fucking, oh my fucking word hell, salad. Man. Sounds like, I don't know, somebody that went to university. <laughs> I came up, tried to come up with an acronym. Yeah. Acronym. Acorn. Yeah. We live in a fucking world of acronyms, though, dude. Yeah, we do. They're fucking everywhere. The military is fucking full of acronyms. Yeah, they are in my profession, too, in IT. It's just ridiculous. Like, I'm sure any like engineering or anything that's like logistically based yeah. is going to be fucking full of them, because just... We got to. We have shit to do. We can't fucking say all these words. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like shorthand speech. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever learned? You ever looked at shorthand or tried to learn shorthand or anything? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I haven't ever looked into it either. <laughs> it would be really cool to learn. Dude, you just did that fucking the thing. Same joke. That, that uh. Um, he didn't even mean to do it though. It, no. Okay. So we we started playing in this band. Derek and I did <laughs> yeah. with uh some other guys and the drummer. He does this shit all the fucking time. Hey, man, you ever know this or something like that? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Like, you ever <laughs> you ever snort a Coke off of a hooker's ass? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. And it's like, uh, okay. He does that all the time. Maybe he's just curious about y'all's lives. Dude, I don't know. He, I think he just thinks it's funny and he's a little autistic. Yeah, maybe, yeah he, maybe he, he, he thinks See, it's I funny. I did it because it's just legit. He's like, just a little retarded. Curious <laughs> about... He's a good drummer, though. Yeah? Yes, he's a good drummer. Good drummer. Dude, from what I heard, it is some pretty sick drumming. Oh, that that's, was on the... that's all not even him. Nah, that's all, like, that's, uh, loops and computer that's shit. That's digital bullshit, dude. No. Yeah. But, camera. dude, while I was taking a shit earlier, I scrolled through the subreddit, Make Me Suffer. <sighs> so, yeah. That's one of my me, favorite subreddits, dude. Like... That's where I got the picture of the uh, horse vaginas <laughs> being cooked. I fucking hate you so much for that. I'm like, this is disgusting. What are you saying? <laughs> 
Dude, horse pussy's in season. Dude, have y'all seen the picture going around <laughs> of like the really big black dude with the huge dick like sitting Where on the Where the fuck bed? did that come from? I know. It's been circulating everywhere. I got it from like three different places. Where People the like, fuck did oh, that come from? Coronanews.com. Yes, you know, yes. Click fucking That's so big black fucking dick. ridiculous. We got to get that guy on the show. Well, Maybe. I have uh, <laughs> not seen this. Okay. Fuck. Well, don't open any links for me ever again. Just to be safe. Noted. Because one of them's going to be that. <laughs> Noted. Ooh, we just got a. What the fuck? He, he's, he gave me a, a number. A phone number? We don't do phone numbers. That's not what we agreed to. We agreed to Skype. We can't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not equipped to record that. This is, this is why I hate fucking talking to goddamn. Uh, People that have assistance. Politicians. I want to talk to just them. Like Hornberger, I got his act- his contact. Yeah. yeah. With Vora, I was talking to his, his fucking wife or girlfriend, where the fuck she is. <laughs> That's pretty funny, One actually. of his wives. He's, he's so full of shit. He's only got Or he just, he just doesn't want people to talk about his uh, pedophilia. So he'd rather say he has like a, a wife and a boyfriend. Would you rather? I <laughs> he's would dating rather, multiple children. I would rather. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. There it is. Hey, got man. him. Got him. Finally. So this isn't live, I hope, right? Nope. No. No. Man. No. <laughs> no. We we uh, we're not this. confident enough in our show and ourselves to do that. No, no, that's not true. Yeah, we do a live uh, show once a month. I've been, I've been doing these live streams the last couple of days, man. It's a Dude. little bit nerve-wracking, but I'm going to keep banging until I get it right. Yeah. Keep yeah. banging? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know how to do, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the that's the uh, that's your basically your hashtag, right? Is the keep banging? Where did that come from? Yeah, it's sort of the story of my life. It, was, it came from it came from my first job. Uh, there there are two things that sort of define my life. My first job selling out of high school, selling vacuum cleaners door to door. You know, and you knock on the <laughs> door and not get any results. And after four or five doors, the manager would just look at me and say, "Keep banging," and 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 it worked. You know, I made. I made uh, like forty thousand dollars my first year out of high school selling vacuum cleaners in nineteen seventy seven. That was an ocean of money in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. And uh, and the other the other maxim that came out of that job was that you're always some unknown number of no's away from yes. And uh, uh, and that That's has fair. proven true in my <laughs> entrepreneurial life for forty years. That's how you Kyle made his wife. <laughs> you have some numbers, then you can uh, then you can build a business on that, you know. But you don't know how many no's you're going to get before you get to yes. So when I started my software company, I literally had twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine no's before I got my first yes. I sent out thirty thousand emails over three days before I sold my first subscription. But then uh, then at the end of the month, I had a hundred subscribers, and we've been cash positive ever since for the last uh, twenty years, you know. So that's been a good thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, we yeah. have on Mark Whitney. He's running for the Libertarian nomination uh, for the Libertarian Party of Florida for the 2020 <laughs> election. Um, any other yeah. uh, credentials you want to throw out there about yourself? <laughs> credentials? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Credentials uh, are interesting you know, things. You were a, you're a convict, right? Uh, 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 we have to mention that one. The kind of credentials I have, you know, you don't, the kind of credentials I have, you don't talk about at parties, <laughs> but at the Libertarian Party, uh, you know, that, that if you haven't been locked up, you're not much of a Libertarian, really, when you think about it. Um, uh, I'm a know, real Libertarian. Uh, but, 
Yeah, I got not a true libertarian, you know, but I got those. That's, that's praxis. 30 years ago. It's 30 years ago, but when I decided to run for president, I knew that was going to be something that, that we had to talk about a lot. And Fool for a Client, my one-man show, was sort of the answer to, to all of those questions. And I am going to actually upload some of the briefs from 30 years ago in my case uh, uh, for people that are interested in things like transparency and stuff like that. Um, the uh, Hey, I was interested in giving you guys a big scoop. Would you like to have a big scoop that – that I know all libertarians are going to be interested in hearing. I, I haven't. Oh, uh, uh, I, I, oh, so this is privileged information. So we're the first responders to this uh, to this scoop. Hell yeah, absolutely. How fast are you? How fast are you going to get this podcast up? Friday uh, in about two days. About two days. Okay, well that'll be fine. So here's the big scoop. Um, I would like to apologize to the people of Florida, um, uh-huh. and uh, uh, and I don't have this written down, and I haven't. Um, I haven't consulted with my team on this, but this is something that I've been thinking about for a couple of weeks, and I don't want it to sound like one of those non-apology apologies. And I sort of want to—I sort of want to preface it this way: I have a rule. Uh, uh, I, I have been a, uh, an entrepreneur for a long time, and I have been mm-hmm. through many, many uh, adversarial proceedings. I've probably been on the receiving end of probably thirty lawsuits. Uh, in my in my career, I, I have 25 years of executive experience. Two thirds of the stockholders in my company are attorneys. All of my subscribers are attorneys. I'm a very serious person. Um, I'm not some clown. And uh, and so I have a rule. It's a hard and fast rule, and that is never apologize to people who are attacking you in bad faith. Never, never do that. And so with that rule in mind, yeah. I would like to apologize to the people in Florida because um, the people who have taken exception to my conduct in the Florida debate are not people who are attacking me in bad faith. In fact, the majority of them are people who want me to be the nominee in 2020. So it's not just that they're not attacking me in good faith. They're cheering me on. And so – so let me let me continue to preface mm, it this way. Okay. The thing that the thing that got me off the couch eventually got me off the couch and 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 uh, where I decided to throw my hat into the ring was private censor censorship, and we've seen a lot of this the last couple of days on Facebook. People complaining about about being shadow banned for talking about certain things. Right. And it and it's not it's not people that subscribe to the Rachel Maddow and Sean Hannity's uh, political opinions who are being shadow banned. It's people that have an expressive political opinions that are outside the mainstream. And uh, so some of the uh, some of the thinking that was going through my mind that night in Florida is that uh, uh, some of the exceptions I was taking were consistent with arguments that we would make as a party to have to get ourselves on the debate stage. And and uh, it's consistent with some of the some of the arguments I've been making, which are difficult arguments to make to libertarians that we are living in a new world, that this digital world we live in as as the the National Party only takes in about a million and a half dollars a year, a year. And so we're a very small party. I've been saying we're the little party that could, um, but only if we have access to all the tools and and some of those tools come from. The First Amendment, as you know, and the First Amendment imposes it, it, the First Amendment actually 
has created the only nation in the world where we have anarchy with regard to the subject matter covered. We have anarchy in the United States with regard to uh, firearm possession. We have anarchy with regard to you get to decide whether you go to church or not. You get to decide who you associate with. You get to decide decide uh, uh, what words you use. You get to decide how you are going to peacefully protest. And government has nothing to say about that. But at the same time, there are consequences for the decisions you make. And so part of me is really proud of the fact that I unified the entire room in Florida uh, against me. But you unified them nonetheless. That is something of an artistic achievement. But I just want to I, I, I just want to explain the world that I come from. OK, so in addition to being a participant in corporate America since 1996, I mean, I co-founded a company in, in 96 that was acquired by ADP, which literally was a company that taught the private sector how to go out and get this recruit candidates, uh, in, in particular in the tech sector. And so I'm a really serious businessman, but the the uh, uh, the world that I've been operating in after we had our, our software company, once it was running for four or five years, it was on rails. So the way my wife and I have run businesses over the years is I'm the guy that starts with a blank sheet of paper. I come up with the idea. I get the I get the business model put in place. And then once it's on rails, it's time for me to step aside. And, and uh, my wife, Julie, is a great operations manager. She's great at logistics. The checkbook balances to the penny every month. So for the last 15 years, I've been operating in the world of stand-up comedy and solo shows, which I, per- which I write and perform on the independent theater circuit in North America. And one of the hallmarks What's of the, the independent, independent theater, theater circuit? What exactly well, do they the do? The independent theaters, uh, independent theater, really the the uh, is called the Fringe, uh, and uh, the the iconic uh, Fringe festival of the year happens in Edinburgh, Scotland. So the way Fringe festivals work is there's usually some person or some group of artists in every major city that produce a Fringe festival. I call it independent theater because the word Fringe doesn't mean anything to people. Uh, so so what happens is they produce an independent theater festival, and it's an opportunity for independent producers of shows to uh, get a lot of recognition and get an audience. So here's how it works. For instance, Orlando has one. Uh, it's a quite an iconic French festival. It's been around, I think, for 25 years, uh, which I've performed in. Uh, my favorite French festival is in D.C. So here's how it works. Uh, uh, fringe uh, independent theater festivals are either juried or not juried. So the not juried festivals are you you uh, submit an admission fee. It's usually a hundred bucks, and your name goes into a hat, and they just pull names out of a hat. And if they pull your name out, you're in the festival. You get a two week run, usually five, six, or seven shows. And uh, in D.C., that theater festival is covered by the same reviewers at the Washington Post who cover, uh, you know, Mary Poppins when it comes to town at the uh, Kennedy Center. So if you bring a great show, it's an opportunity to get a review from a senior theater critic at a major okay. paper. Yeah. And if you do if you do a great job, yourself from the other 90% of the shows, which are usually crap because it's independent, right? And there are a lot of people learning. But if you bring a great show, you sell out the run, you can make some money. And this is what I did for, you know, five or six years. Every season I would go out. And tour, but the hallmark of these independent uh, theater festivals is that they are uncensored. I also owned a comedy club. Has it, uh, so for, no one's ever gotten so, in trouble for anything that they said. At okay, this thing? but uh, how, no, 
Oh, I, I need to go back to something. You said we have anarchy with gun, firearm ownership. That's not true yeah. at all, man. We've got we're so oh. restricted on firearm ownership. Well, we're we're restrict. You're restricted because you have Republicans and Democrats in charge. But the Second Amendment, as written, and as would be enforced by me as a libertarian president. So, so Davey, if you're the only guy in the country that wants to have a house full of guns, and you wake up one day and your house is surrounded by feds. That's because I'm the president. I surrounded your house by the feds to protect you against the 300 million fellow citizens that want to burn your house down because you have a house full of drugs. That's what the Second Amendment commands me to do <laughs> as president. That's what, exactly what it commands me to do is to protect you, Davey, the only citizen in the country who wants to have a house full of guns. Now, that I agree. That's not the reality we live in. I got but what that you're is, now. That's what the Second Amendment commands me to do as a president. <laughs> so, and I would, I would go further and say I agree that any any – uh, regulations or permits or anything that are in place are unconstitutional. Uh, but the, but the Second and First Amendment, as written, creates anarchy in these areas. So and you, so the other – go ahead. You, go you're, ahead. you're big on the Constitution it, it, from what I've been reading lately, right? He seems like he's kind I'm of big. a fucking scholar when it comes to the Constitution <laughs> based uh, on everything I, I I've seen. I and and, uh, and I, I'm a big fan of the Bill of Rights because, because of the anarchy it creates. The Bill of Rights – is simply a series of mandates, a series of actions and inactions that we the people impose on the government. George Washington referred to them as injunctions. So, so we the people literally enjoin the government from engaging, uh, we, we enjoin the government for, from participating in certain activities, and then we require the government to do other things that, that we mandate. Yeah, because we are obligated. We we are obligated, yes, as a patriot, like a patriot, uh, patriotic duty or whatever, to keep government from infringing on those rights. See, I would never say that we that I have an obligation thrust upon me to do that. It's just the government should has the obligation to I don't know not exist. But they're going to try. States are going to try. States are going to try. But that's that's sure, sure, sure. That's the whole part of the Constitution and why like we were like the founding fathers did the whole menarchy. They wanted a little bit of government, yes. but they thought that the only way the yeah. government was ever going to be able to contain, be able to be contained was that if the people had power to rip them out, if they mm -hmm. fucked yes. up, boy, were they yes. fucking uh, wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, propaganda the, uh, did a lot uh, of that. <laughs> well, you know, well they, they held their nose and created a government, but they said these things, these things are sacrosanct. So we're going to create the only society in the world where government is forbidden and they from failed. participating in these things. But they failed, as far well, as I see it. Because people got fat and happy and didn't want to actually do anything. Yeah, but still, but I mean, that, like, that fucking document failed. But, I mean, the, it's not really the document, though. It's not, it's not the 99% of laws are trampled all over the Constitution. Absolutely. And one, one of the fundamental failures at the beginning was that there was no mechanism uh, to hold states accountable. I agree. So it wasn't until 1865 that the 14th Amendment was written that we now live in a world where if uh, – uh, so I come from Vermont, right? Vermont's a very small state. The, the capital is 7,000 people. They don't even have a McDonald's. And and there are a lot of people in Vermont that move, live there now who moved up from Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey, and they've taken over the political system. So it would be very easy in Vermont – for them to say, you can't have a gun. But the 14th Amendment prevents them from doing that. It prevents California from doing that. And, and so while it's true that there are permits in place and there are all these, uh, there are all these uh, regulations and, 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 and things that people have been able to put in place, it is still also, I think, true 
that if you set your mind to it and you want to have a house full of guns in these here United States, you can do it. Would you agree or disagree? Oh, if you set your mind to it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say that you probably could try. <clears throat> Depends right. on where you live. So even, even more than 200 years later, right? And I don't agree with the, with the, with the infringements uh, or the hurdles that you would have to get over to have a house full of guns. I say this, mind you, as someone with a 30-year-old felony conviction, okay, one of my arguments for why I should be the nominee is if I get an interview with Wolf Blitzer, he can't say to me that I'm advocating this second member for self-serving reasons because I'm forbidden because of, because I lied to a bank 30 years ago from owning a weapon, and my wife is too because she's guilty of being married to me, and there's a federal law that says if I have the ability to control a firearm, you know, within my residence, that 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 in and of itself, the mere ability to control it, not actual control, but the constructive possession requires a judge to send me to jail for five years. So nobody can accuse mm. me of advocating the Second Amendment for self-serving reasons. So I'm the most credible voice on this. That that's that is me standing up for a principle that I do not benefit from. Right. Just because I believe in these principles, I believe that they are important and I believe that it's the only way that the Libertarian Party can ever get by using the absolute uh, access that we have to unfettered political speech. It's the only way that we can ever expect to see libertarians in the House or the Senate or the Oval Office or in governorships or any any office you choose. And that's why I was so strident in Florida, because I believe in that so much. I, I just want to finish what I was saying with regard to my apology. The other the other credential I have is that I owned a, a comedy club here in San Diego for four or five years. And it was the only uncensored comedy club in Southern California. Um, other comedy clubs were censored. OK, you couldn't say the N word in my club. You could say it. And the reason I did that was Hell because yeah. <laughs> you can say it on our show if you want. No, I, I'm not. I don't need to say it. That's kind of the point. You know, that jar is closed. I, we we closed that I jar. Did, I had no intention of getting on a debate stage in Florida and using what my mother would call bad words. I just want to be the guy that gets to choose the words, okay? And I yeah. felt it was bad modeling. And I and and so here's what I would say. I would say reasonable people could disagree about whether or not a libertarian presidential form should be censored. But but after Florida. You know, I had a guy come up to me in Chicago, and he was practically shaking in his boots, uh, you know, having to tell me that uh, that the debate in Illinois was going to be broadcast on some local ABC station. And could I please not, you know, use the word Mother Jacober? And I'm like, well, of course, it's an FCC-regulated broadcast. I get that. Uh, but, you know, I want people to know that uh, that there was a uh, there was what I would say a culture com conflict. I mean, for the last 15 years, I've been the guy who sa who says to new comics, get up on stage, do whatever you're going to do up there. I've got your back. Uh, if customers walk out, I don't care. And mind you, my comedy club, I was producing shows for free. Uh, I produced hundreds of shows for free for the community. I gave stage time to any warm body that walked in the door. On Thursday nights, we had an open mic. You put your name in the fishbowl. And, and all my only requirement of comics to get stage time was they didn't have to bring an audience. My requirement was that, that you don't know what the set list is going to be. So we're just going to pull these names out at random. Your name's going to get called. You go up and do your five minutes. But God damn it, when you're done, you better sit your ass in the audience and listen to the other comics so they have somebody to perform for. So that when they get up there and drop their pants and take a shit on stage, 
they they have that data to learn from and get better. Okay, this right? is all making a lot more sense. So I was there. At, yeah, I was there at the uh, Libertarian uh, Party of Florida convention. Yeah, we all were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's right. So whenever I saw you basically raising hell and showing your ass to everybody over the whole free speech thing, uh, it was. Right. I mean, every and I'm not alone. Everybody thought the same thing. I'm sure you were fucking well aware. Obviously, you're making some apology for it, but. Yeah, it just seemed uh, kind of out of the blue, out of nowhere, and only only later did I kind of get some inkling of a story as to as to what really made you so upset. But I mean, it does it does make sense uh, now knowing your background and your free speech advocacy background here, um, yeah. wh- as to why you had to make a stand for something like that, which I I understand to a degree. But I mean, can you can you fill us in on uh, what exactly was the was the issue at hand and and what kind of maybe teed you off at the convention wasn't it that they well, didn't want you to no, call jacob give, Hornberger a motherfucker an, uh, yeah, i was give, <laughs> i was given an ultimatum like i called uh uh so i'll just give you the backstory my team was panicked i i thought i did a great job in the california debate i came off stage being feeling proud and happy my first big debate but my team uh was worried that i had come in fifth and you know the yeah Hornberger and Kokesh and Verm and they're they're internet famous and well well Hornberger is libertarian famous but the other two are internet famous so they're able to get a lot of people in the room so they always come out very well in straw polls and so I wasn't really worried about the fact that I came in fifth but my team was worried they go we go we got a lot of time we don't have a lot of time left you got a name recognition problem and so totally on my own I said well I know what I'll do about that I'll call Saint Jacob a bad name and so the <laughs> next time I had an interview I called him a mother Jacober. And uh, wow, did that solve my name recognition problem, right? So and the then, very uh, before um, all that happened, my fr- my question yeah. for you at the debate was, um, yeah. what are you going to do about your name recognition? And I'm like, I can't even ask this fucking question now <laughs> because you <laughs> fucked it up for me so bad. Well, I killed it. Come on, I killed it. Give me credit. I no, killed yeah, it. No, it, dude, I, I, I thought the it was most, uh, The most loved and most hated libertarian in America overnight. And uh, so – uh, so it got my back up when I was kind of given this ultimatum not to use uh, bad words on stage uh, because they said they were going to not do the live stream. That was the word I got from Michael Pickens. So if there was something lost in the translation, I don't know. All I can tell you is is that was the word I got, which is why I took this stage under protest. I was like, look, this is, this is wrong. And let me say this. If I was producing the event, it would be uncensored, but I wasn't producing the event. But do you okay? still think well, it was hold on, hold on, hold on. I, since I was one of the moderators, I'll tell you this. I, yeah. I, did, I lost that fight. I right. would have allowed everything to be said. I'm like, if, if he wants to make, an, yeah. look, make himself look like an asshole, let him do it. I don't give a shit. But, yeah, let the audience decide. That's, that's, but, those are the rules that I play by. But, right? Yeah, but, you know, that's the uh, thing that but happens. Let me tell you what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. I turn 61 next month. I've been on my feet running my mouth in every setting for nearly 40 years. And here's what I learned. I learned that there are that there is a much larger percentage of people. I'm going to say about a third of the people who, if you use certain words, you're going to just lose them. And I'll give you an example of of uh, uh, someone who I'm actually surprised to see this. Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle's show, Sticks and Stones, his one hour special Netflix, oh, yeah. to oh, yeah. my mind. 
to my mind, is the best one hour of stand-up that has ever been put together by any human being. And I would say it's better than any one of George Carlin's 12 hours, anything Richard Pryor did, anything Chris Rock did. Hands down the best, not even a close second. My wife cannot get through the first five minutes because of the language. She can't. And Uh, I'm like, watch the whole thing. It's amazing. You just can't do it. You know, mind you, she's married to me. So, you know, (laughs) I I don't think that my son's from the time they were born to the time they were adults, ever heard me swear once in front of them. Uh, the whole time that they, that they were uh, that they were minors, I don't think they ever heard it once, and they don't hear it now at family gatherings. Your once on it heard is it a lot a, in Florida. Uh, yeah, it's what, it's, yeah, I made up for in Florida. Yeah. But what they what what it is to me is it is a uh, it is a it's a spice in the stew. So I have this one joke that I've told for a long time about my wife paying to get the cat's teeth brushed uh, and she pays like $200 to get the cat's teeth brushed and I'm like pay money a- to scrub a pussy yeah, uh, there you go now, that's a mic joke right here. that's an open mic joke for like six months in stand up right stand up starts below the waist and works up to the heart of the head, right? that's how it is but I, what I did was that my joke was like, yeah, but, it, it, you know, it's a fucking cat. So I think the word fucking right in there provides a certain rhythm and it and it, it, yeah, and it, yeah. and it, it yeah. provides evidence of a certain outrage. Yeah. And it just makes it more punchier. And I think it works. <laughs> it doesn't work uh, without and it. Then the, and, then the, <laughs> and then the audience laughs. It always gets a laugh. And then, and then the, I take a beat and I go, and, you know, it doesn't even smile. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, see, it always works. It always works, right? And uh, so, uh, but, but, you know, I am, there are a lot of people that want to see me be the nominee here. And there are a lot of people who are vested. And I just want to say that it has been a learning experience for me, the percentage of people who are not, who are not attacking me in good faith. They're just saying, Mark, look, this language just doesn't work for me. It's not, it does not that it doesn't work for me on a presidential debate. It doesn't work for me from a stand-up comic. It doesn't work for me from my kids. It doesn't work for me from my boss. It doesn't work for me at all. So, so you know, just don't do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fine, fine. Okay. It's no problem. You know, so so for that reason, I apologize. There was there was some ignorance on my part. There was a culture clash involved. But there also, I would point out, a principle involved that I stand for, which you want in a libertarian president, right? I'm the guy that will stand there and take that fire if I believe I'm on the right side of the issue. And for somebody, for that one citizen that wants to have a house full of guns, I'm going to just say there's a certain amount of confidence, there's a certain amount of self-esteem, and there's a certain amount of, of, of brass balls that it takes to stand there for two hours in Florida when you know the whole room is against you. And and you're just and and that's the way it is, and you take the fire. If uh, so, I would like a little bit of credit for that in the context of this apology. That's all I'm asking. If, no, if you fair. if you get the nomination and you go on to debate Trump and probably Biden, <laughs> right? Would you call Biden a pedophile? Uh, <laughs> no, I think so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, see. Here's the thing. I don't like to use ad hominem insults. I think that there's like video evidence for, of him sniffing kids. No, I know, and you. Can I don't know. Is that insulting and, language? I don't I, know. There, I, I, there's some liberals out there right them. now. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I think there's a better joke. I think the word mother sniffer is a better joke. You know what I mean? So, so I would call him mother sniffer and I would call him mother trumper and, and, and I would use mocking. And you would and try to, you would try, but the point is you would try to take the curse word out. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I that you. I think that so Mother Jacob. Still I, want it, because, I still want it in print. That's I still think that saying. Jacob yeah. Fucker is funnier. Jacob Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here here's what I've learned in response to what you're saying. I have learned that for a diverse audience, that's not the best strategy. So I think that the venue matters, right? The venue creates context. Context. So Friday night, Florida started with a with a comedy club. Uh, show and it was it was just like uh, being at a comedy club at nine o'clock on Friday night and uh, you know but same room same lighting same sound system on Saturday Saturday night when it's a presidential debate I failed to recognize it's a different venue and that's on me and that hasn't happened since and it's not going to happen again I'm doing a half an hour on Facebook every day now called Live at Five it's very professional. It's very presidential. We're talking about I'm trying to help people through this virus, trying to help them think about, you know, how they're going to try to find the opportunity in this in this world of maximum government that apparently we're going to be living through for the next Holy few shit, months. That is months. not even a yeah. joke, man. Holy and, crap. Yeah. And I spent all morning trying to research the authority that the president is is calling upon. And it turns out. This thing called the Defense Production Act that yeah. came out of the Korean War, it basically turns the president into a dictator. And with the stroke of a pen, all he's got to do is assume that authority and arrogate that authority to himself. Congress has delegated that authority to him. So wait, wait, you're saying that the president can make a executive order giving himself that power? Well, the, the Congress has delegated its uh, has delegated. It's already this, happened. This a long time ago. This enormous authority it happened out of the Korean War, yeah. and uh, it basically, uh, it, it, you know, it's martial law right now, right. and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And but I think one of the things we need to be able to do as libertarians and just as as citizens and just as people with families and and ourselves with support and so forth, stay strapped we need to be or get clapped. <laughs> well, we need to be able to we need to be able to multitask though, because whenever you have uh, upheaval, uh, and whenever you have upheaval and and things are thrown into disarray, there's tremendous opportunities for entrepreneurship. Uh, new industries fall out of these things, you know, and you don't want to. One of the problems that we one of the one of the challenges we have as libertarians, you know, we always want to quickly jump and criticize the government. Fine, do that, right? But also don't miss the opportunities involved and and uh, uh, the opportunity if you're if you're laid off and you're at home, look around, man, because there are people that need services and there's a demand for there's a there's a huge demand for certain services that didn't exist last week. And it falls on you to recognize that it falls on you to recognize those opportunities and take advantage of those opportunities. Don't you know, 30 years ago when I went to prison. There were nine typewriters in the prison law library and 900 prisoners. And I say in my show, I could always get a typewriter. And that was one of the sad things to see, uh, you know, that the vast majority of people at the prison have pled guilty. They didn't fight their case. They had given up. They spent all their time in the gym or their time sitting in the hallway or they're sitting around playing poker or dominoes or whatever they're doing. I was in the law library fighting and fighting and fighting. And I kept banging it until I got my sentence declared unconstitutional. I got an order for immediate release. And, and today, uh, you know, as a result of that effort, I was able to start a company where I literally sell a lot of lawyers. 40,000 lawyers have subscribed to my software over the years. So that's what I mean in whenever there's upheaval, there's always an opportunity to take advantage of. And, 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 and you may find that you discover something about yourself, discover something about your character that instills the confidence in you that you didn't know you had. 
and and you come out at the other end of this thing six months or a year from now a new person and someone someone who who has learned how to start a little business and and is just just operating at another level so don't don't let all the negative don't let the negative define your existence is all i'm saying hey so speaking of prison and everything i also was locked up for a little while and i will say like one of the best things that ever happened while i was locked up was when i got letters from my family that just kept me going right. through the whole thing so right. like right. why don't we just do the mailbag oh yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> all right I got about uh, I got about ten more minutes. And I got I got to do my own show at five o'clock in twenty minutes. God damn! Oh shit! Are you kidding me? Yeah. <sighs> oh damn! Yeah. Good lord! Yeah. All right. So All right. we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, these mail we'll just down. do the uh, the mailbag questions that are specifically. But you know what? I'm happy to do another se- the session with you guys. If you want to book another session because there's there's a lot there's a lot that we can talk about. Well, no, know? no, no. We so got we got happy, questions happy from some of our listeners yeah. specifically for you. That's why we call it the mailbag. Okay, they send ahead. in yeah, questions yeah, yeah. for you. Let's knock those out. Let's do those. All right, let's go. So, uh, Fart Pimpson asks, he says, uh, what rights are humans born with and what rights are earned? All right, all rights are natural. All rights are natural. Solid. So, so, so to the extent that, that we have a government, we have a bill of rights, anything that we've authorized the government to do or forbidden it to do, that, that, that was our decision. That was our decision. Maybe not directly ours, but, but it is on us. And the framework is there, Article 5 provides four ways to amend the Constitution. Every time I say we need a constitutional amendment, libertarians go, we might lose the Second Amendment. And then you got Adam Kokesh out there promising to overturn the Second Amendment. So where is a presidential candidate to go on this? You tell me. So uh, Rusty Shackelford asks, uh, is quarantine a violation of the NAP? Is quarantine? Uh, well, if, if, if you can debate that both ways. So I saw a story the other day about an NBA player on ABC's Nightline, NBA player, uh, he tested positive for coronavirus, but he feels great, says he uh-huh. could play a seven-game series. Right. So he knows he carries this. So should he? is it a violation of the NAP for him to go down to the senior center and start passing out cookies? I think it is. So you can argue it both ways. Yeah, that's, I agree that's with a, that. That's solid. It's a violation if they're going out. Like there yeah. was a guy who got uh, who was in the hospital and had coronavirus and basically just fucking walked out and went home. Not, in, not only uh, that, in Kentucky, here, here no, over over in uh, where I work in Alachua County, mm-hmm. there was a guy who tested positive for coronavirus. Right, mm-hmm. goes out to a Circle K, and then wipes his hands on the no hot dogs way, on the rollers. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so straight it's like, up, it's like trying to spread it's it. Like if you if you know you have AIDS and you have sex with somebody, that's a violation of the nap. But right, but quarantine in this instance means. I guess because yeah, they're calling the forced, it a quarantine the, the right now. Quarantine. Yeah, like like a curfew oh, or you know, like you have to stay inside whether or not you're by, a quarantine by definition is forced. There's no unforced mm-hmm. quarantine. Right. Uh, so uh, uh, look, not I'm, not I'm not advocating yeah. quarantine. What I'm what I'm trying to demonstrate is that if you're out there, I'm, I'm running for president. That's the thing that's in my mind all the time. And if you're sure. if you're thinking about if you're a delegate and you're thinking about who you want to have a conversation <laughs> with America. Not who's best to have a conversation with libertarians. Who's yeah, best to have a that's how I see it, too. Who's going to go on national television and represent yeah, who's libertarianism? Going to be able to, who's going to be able to sit there and be reasonable and, and articulate both sides of an argument and then come down on the libertarian side? That's me. Sure. All right, man. So, all right, so, so last one for you specifically is uh, yeah. from uh, Sasquatch. Is, uh, should politicians only be able to tell funny jokes? <laughs> well— Here's the thing, Sasquatch. 
It's not for the speaker to decide what's funny. It's for you to decide. And it's for us to process information and try to fail better next time. That's really what it comes down to. There you go. Right. <laughs> yeah, Great because answer. there's nothing like, look, if you think That's you've had an extreme. Is. That's what art is. If you is. think you have had an extreme experience speaking, write uh, write, write five jokes uh, today. Oh, Just speaking, write up okay. and go to a comedy club and tell them and then tell me how you feel the next day. I want to talk to you. You're going to feel like shit because you're going to fall on your face. It takes a long time to learn how to be funny. And most of if I write 10 new jokes today and I go down to the comedy store and do an open mic, if two of those jokes are funny, that's a good day. Okay. We actually actually uh, have five jokes for you. Uh, maybe uh, we can get your opinion on these. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, joke number one. This is you can use this by the way for your for yourself. If yeah, we you, don't you believe in intellectual yeah. property. Intellectual property is gay. We hate well, it. I don't use other people's jokes. That's another rule. <laughs> because because the thrill of getting a laugh is that you wrote the is, joke. Yeah, you it's get it cheating on the merits, otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Right? Then what was the, the point? Merit. Yeah, it's all uh, about the merits. So I consider myself a principled libertarian because I am a libertarian who looks like a high school principal. Very good, very good joke. Okay, that, that's very, that's very funny. That's very funny. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So uh, apparently, Chipotle is now doing free delivery. Uh, now I know why everyone is stocking up on toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Hilarious. That is a joke. That is a joke that Conan O'Brien would tell on his show if you were on his yes. radio. <laughs> and I have the live studio on. It's perfect. <laughs> Chipotle and Arby's all the time. <laughs> and there's always toilet paper involved. Always. Oh, it has to be, dude. That's that's the big fucking meme these days. You have to, yeah. If you're not making yeah. toilet paper jokes right now, are you even a comedian? <laughs> I don't you know. know. Well, I don't know. I, I think toilet know. paper jokes are shitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a straight man in the house. Can we get a straight man? Warburger, <laughs> where are you when we need you? We need a bass player for this show. Any other mailbags, though? Uh, no, no more mailbags. That's it. Any uh, douchebags? <laughs> Three of them. Yeah. yeah that might be four. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, four. <laughs> yeah. You want to uh, hit the uh, burning question? Uh, yeah, we can. Um, Before you have to leave, yeah, we try to do a burning question every week. Something that's uh, maybe a contentious topic among libertarians. Burning question. I was burning be question. A burning question. <laughs> <laughs> every time people always want to ask me questions. Okay, so this is our burning question. This actually, you've already, honestly already kind of touched on this, but um, is freedom of speech an inherent human right? Is our burning question this week? All all rights are natural rights. All rights are natural rights, and we have preserved our right to have absolute free speech, absolute unfettered political speech, in the First Amendment. Uh, and and then it's up to the speaker to decide how they're going to use that. Right? I used it in Florida. It didn't work out so well for me. And uh, so you know, you the, the great thing is uh, there's always another debate tomorrow. So in in the same vein, move on. In the same vein as that, something we actually I think it was last week, maybe it was a mailbag mm. that I would really like to get your opinion on is yeah, right um, you have a right to a jury by your peers, but that's a positive right. Is that Correct. a valid right? 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. So, so the Bill of Rights, if you look at the Bill of Rights, it's, it, it compels the government to take certain actions, and it compels it to not take certain actions. Yeah, but that's so not, is that a so natural right? That's not an inherent human right. Yeah, like that, out that of the just, woods. That only exists within the context of a government, right, or a state. Yeah, so, so if you lay the Bill of Rights down, right, you've got the you, 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 free people. Free people live the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. But I often joke that prisoners live the entire Bill of Rights. I, honestly, I think so, I disagree. I mean, it, uh, I mean, if it's somebody's property, uh, freedom of speech doesn't exist in my house. Yeah, so <laughs> you can't go to my actually, house and just actually, say. Actually, I do want to ask you that. Well, do you, do you call believe me a you Derek have, fucker? Freedom of speech imposes a mandate on the government. It doesn't right. impose so, a mandate on your. But it's not an inherent human right. right. Okay, it, it's so, a well, property it, owner's it, it dispute. Free speech is a natural right that we've reserved, uh, and then uh, uh, I, I would agree that uh, different venues uh, demand and require different things. Sure. And the producers of whatever the event is, they have a right. Uh, uh, they have a right to produce the the uh, thing the way they want. What I'm saying is, in Florida, had I been producing it, there would not have been censorship. And with regard to my point about uh, prisoners of the entire Bill of Rights, here it is: if you wake up tomorrow. And you are invoking your Sixth Amendment right to counsel. That's a bad day for you. The day before that was a much better day, where you're just living your First Amendment and your Second Amendment life. But if you wake up and you need a jury trial and you need a right to counsel, and you're worried about cruel and unusual punishment in the Eighth Amendment, you're having a really bad week. That's what you're having. Right. But so, so you do agree that uh, with private property, you can restrict someone's the idea of what they can't just say whatever they would like, even if you disagree I, I, with it. I would, I, I would agree with that. I would, I would take it another step though and say that if you are producing a public forum and all the speakers on stage are presidential candidates and, and the people in the audience are deciding who they want to vote for, that that is conceptually distinct from your living room. And you should take that into consideration as I did in Florida uh, and a lot of people disagree with me, but that is what I was considering. I was considering that this is not your living room. This is a public forum, and we are all presidential candidates. And you should want to, you should want to see us step on our dicks if that's what we're going to do. You should <laughs> want to see that, and that's what I did that night. I spent two hours doing just that. On your and now I'm now I'm saying I have learned some things from it. I think I'm a better candidate for it, and I want to thank everybody in Florida for making me a better candidate. Hmm. All right, know, man. yeah, man. It was very interesting having you on, dude. Uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll try and do a continuation next time. But I know you gotta go to your own show. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go do my half hours. I promised everybody in live at five. So I've got to uh, I got to keep my word here since I'm running for president and all people like that in their presidents. Uh, they so. they really don't. <laughs> they like the idea of it. Well, it depends on what party the president's from. Yeah. But how many followers do you have on YouTube and no. Twitter? <laughs> That's all I would need uh, in a president. I have been uh, I've been very successful in doing direct marketing with email for the last twenty years. So I haven't done social media. So I have very little action on uh, YouTube and Twitter. Twitter to me is a whole separate art form. That would Twitter is the kind of thing with the precision I the precision I bring to using language. You know, I would spend an hour fashioning a tweet. So Twitter is not good for me. And I bow to Trump, who is the Shakespeare of Twitter. God bless him. He's the best. Um, he, he's he's the insanely best at it. good at it. If, if you're the nominee, you're going to have to get on Twitter and start having Twitter wars with Off him. Off the fucking cuff, yeah. dude. Yeah. But I will make him my bitch. And I do reserve the right to use the word bitch throughout <laughs> the rest of his campaign. 
because I will make Donald Trump my bitch, and I'm the only candidate, Democrat or Libertarian, that has the possibility of doing that. And that's why I should be the nominee, right there. Mm. So well, that, you beat him at his own game. Yeah. You want to you want to plug your stuff? Yeah. Uh, MarkWhitney.com is the website. Uh, every day, five o'clock on Facebook, I do a half an hour call live at five. I take your questions. I show up with some things that's on my mind. It's a very relaxed half hour. I'm not being too strident this week politically because I feel like it's just a week where people just need to be able to settle in and try to figure out what this new normal looks like. There's going to be a lot of pain. There's going to be a lot of small businesses filing bankruptcy. But I'm going to be the guy who's saying there's always a lot of opportunity. And that is what I learned through my experience with the federal government in my late 20s and early 30s is that even when you're in a cage, uh, there is an opportunity. I mean, I ran a racket in prison. I was doing work for mobsters, <laughs> and their mistresses were sending posts of money orders home to my family. So there's always a way to. There's always a way if you have the right mindset. So it's all about mindset. So where there's a Whitney, there's a way. There you go. That's not bad. <laughs> you got two Ws. Check off the box. I might actually. It works. Where there's a Whitney, there's a way. <laughs> where there's a Whitney, there's a way, and it usually ends up in a cage. That uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said if, uh, if you haven't been arrested, you're not really a libertarian, right? So. Yeah, you just don't want to be Yeah, so get fucked, posers. done at least a year, and then I'll respect you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, at least a yeah. year? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't no, want you, some you did military prison. It's worse. I don't want to talk to I want to talk to hardened felons, okay? Not just want to be convicts. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. All right, you guys. He's got the black hey, vote. <laughs> Take it easy. I got to hang up, get ready. All for right, man. Day. See All you right, later. Later, man. Well, that was fun. <laughs> God damn, we could talk a lot. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, all these fucking politicians can, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I, we took Jared's advice this week, though. Jared from Punk Rock Libertarian said with Arvind Vora, uh, we mentioned something about how he can string a sentence together or we, he could talk a lot, right? Like, yeah. we're not used to that with guests. Um, so this time, I just kind of was like, don't interrupt him. Just let him talk, because maybe yeah. to the listener, it's not that big of a deal. But to me, just sitting here... I hate to. Say I love it to hear my the sound of my own voice. With I want to fucking thumb, say stuff too. My thumb literally up Derek's <laughs> ass <laughs> the whole time. So you guys want to finish the uh, mailbag questions? Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's yeah. continue with the show. Actually, let me fucking piss. Me too. Might as well. I just drank like almost four beers. I drank two. That's a fair point. And I'm feeling kind of hot. It is fucking hot. You want to take a fucking uh, AC break? Sure. All right, through the magic of editing, <laughs> we are back. Yeah, and this question's <sighs> specifically for you, Kyle. What? From Dark Tom Woods. Oh, fuck. A cryptid is literally talking to me? Do the... <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, the best libertarian cryptid there is, too. No doubt. Uh, we got to get him on the show, by the way. Can he, he, go- can yeah, he speak? Yeah, yeah. He goes on shows. Oh, well, fuck yes. Do the uh, different colored crayons taste different? Yes. <laughs> Without hesitation, What's the yes. best one? Yeah, though? which one's red. the best? It okay. is red. Red's that would best. be like probably my second guess maybe. Because yeah, like uh, I would think purple. You get like the dark colors, like the, mm-hmm. like the fucking like black the add, and brown. They and, add a lot to it, you think? Yeah. Just, fuck with uh, it. Maybe then that, by that token, maybe like green or yellow would be the best one. Uh, what does red taste like? Like uh, Justice. <laughs> <laughs> <Justice>. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, by the way, we do need to do a bet. If anybody has any ideas that's listening, uh, has a good I- idea for a bet that we could take uh, with each other. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, like, if whoever loses has to eat a crayon on the air. I think, yeah. be, I think that would just be good radio. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I don't know. I it'd could be, go for some colored poop. It'd be on par for the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have, uh, we have crayons sitting right over there. Yeah, we do. Let me and see one of those the things. They're not even Rosal. Yeah. All right, so uh, Flexing with Sasquatch asks, uh, are you the type of person that will walk around with shirt sleeves missing or one sock after the There's quarantine? one missing in this crayon box, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd we do that? Is cow? it red? Is it red? Uh oh. <laughs> How do you think I know? <laughs> I don't know. There's two reds in here. No, but uh, <coughs> definitely sun's out, guns out, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely using my sleeves to wipe my ass. Fair. Although no, honestly, hundred percent, we're kind of good on toilet paper because right. my wife. Coupons are used to coupon. Did you just eat a fucking crayon? I just took a bite. Did you just take a bite off the tip? Yeah, just a tip. You just <laughs> circumcised that crayon? Yeah. <laughs> just to see. I was curious, like, can I do this? If I had some barbecue sauce, I could make this happen. <laughs> barbecue sauce? Yeah, dude. Derek, you have issues. <laughs> some Elmer's glue. <laughs> you have some fucking issues. <laughs> All right. What is, uh, uh what is, what, did no. you read a question just now? I'm about to. All right. All right. Moose asks, why the fuck do we still not have term limits on Congress? Hmm. Because it's better for Congress to not have them. I agree. It's like you voting with yourself mm. on whether or not you'd want to cut your arm off. I do not want mm. term limits. Vote's going to be no every time. We, without term limits, we would have never had the Ron Paul revolution. You would have killed that. Wait, you're saying you don't want term limits? No, I don't. Oh, I don't understand it. I, yeah, I don't personally agree with term limits because if there is someone good, you want to keep them for a yes. long time. I would want Ron Paul in forever. <clears throat> right, I want a right. million Ron Pauls in there forever. Oh, okay. Whenever I think term limits, I'm thinking like, oh, like the president's in power for four years. Uh, that's his term. You know what I'm saying? So like that's it's a four year limit. No, but, I, I don't want but, that to be unlimited. No, but no one can ever uh, you, vote again. But you can only have you. They do. But they that, can that only do two term. times. They can do two terms. Right, right, right. But I disagree. I, I think uh, you should let a good person stand there. Oh, I man. think. I think we would that have... I'm going to bring back some old beliefs here. Okay, some old shit. I don't know if I even talked about it on the podcast or not. Mm. This is from like the early days, like 26 weeks ago. okay um fucking you know if a politician's approval rating drops below like 15 percent 20 percent or whatever yeah drag him behind a truck no get it fucking executed oh yeah that's all i was thinking like mexico's wow (laughs) mayors yeah that way that way if someone does run for president or congress or whatever you know they're either they've got a good record yeah, you know that they're fucking serious about it. That they yeah. care, or at least their constituents have a good. They have a good record with their constituents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Boogaloo asked three goddamn questions. Um, he usually asks most of the questions. Yep. Or mm-hmm. she. I mean, it does, is like a female anime profile. Yeah. Pick, so. uh, what kind of man will even do that, even as a joke? <laughs> <laughs> do you even own a gun? A gun. I don't know. Uh, all right. So he asked after abol- <laughs> abolishing the Fed. Should we abolish the stock market too? 
We should abolish everything. No, don't abolish the stock market. Stock markets it's, are good. As long as the stock market isn't tied with government, I don't see an exactly. issue. Exactly. That's whenever it's a fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. whenever they can get bailouts. and <clears throat> whenever Because the stock market, to me, is indicative of a capitalist economy. That's people buying and selling stock on the private means, the private ownership of the means of production. That's a fucking good thing. No socialist economy will ever have that. Um, yeah. But a crony capitalist economy will have that and then have the government... Uh, yeah. Fuck with it. <laughs> a socialist economy would have bonds. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe so. They would have <laughs> labor yang, vouchers. And yang yeah. bucks, right? Yeah. That's something I never understood about socialism, like uh, the whole labor voucher thing. You know about this? No. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, it's like I've heard of it, but I've never that, like into socialism it. can have a currency, and it would I've be in worked the form- five hours. Yeah, it would be in the form of labor vouchers uh, okay, that are, gotcha. that's traded around. So like, yeah. But all, all labor is equal, right? In order, no. In order to get people to actually do the trash instead of just being artists all the time, the trash man would probably make more labor vouchers. <laughs> but but their la- <laughs> but but the labor is all equal, right? Yeah, according to them, the LTV that is not. I hate fucking communists. So f- this is why they aren't people. I would love to have one on the show to interview them about some shit yeah. and grill them, but they'll never come. It's like coming into the lion's den. I, mean, I would want to go on a socialist whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't want to go on the... This, this honestly, not though, the I would Liberty love podcast. to go on The View. No, it's not the Lion's Liberty. <laughs> I would like to go on The View. Thank God. Can you imagine going on The View? No. And having like Whoopi Goldberg and... Fuck no. All those women. Oh, a bunch of fucking idiots. Have you ever seen that video of... Um, Bill O'Reilly going on The View and completely owning it. He makes two of them walk out <laughs> because they couldn't stand him. He basically is just the king of The View by the end of the episode. Listen, all, all you'd have to do is just do some hard manspreading and uh, just uh, say some offensive shit until they walk off. I'd reach in my pocket where I had already pre-placed 77 cents and I put it on the table like... Here's, here's a dollar's worth of work. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Damn. All right. Boogaloo also asks, is voting if voting is violence, then isn't voting for liberty self defense? I have all I have made that, that voting is, is not violence. I though. disagree. I think voting is violence and voting nah, it's voting not violence. and voting for liberty is self defense. Okay, look. look can I can, let me phrase it, frame it to you this way and let me think let me get your thoughts on this. <clears throat> I mean there you got a group of people that vote to punch you in the face. Um, I'm voting that no one punches you in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that vote uh, a vote for in self defense? Yes, of you. Yes, yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah. violent. No. You're but right. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. But the the fact that people through mob rule can choose to do something that you're not for is violent. But the act of just doing nothing, not punching you in the face, is not violent. And that's why it's either violence or self defense. Violence or self-defense. Okay, that that I that I can accept more than all voting is violence. Right, but in a but not okay. So then all self-defense, not all self-defense is violence. I is think that we can all agree. agree. Are you right. agreeeing with that? Okay, then I can agree. Some to that. self-defense is just uh, calming the situation down and just talking talking shit down. I've never thought about this before, but that's so interesting. Not all self-defense is violence, but I think I might agree with that. Just based on that example, alone. I think we can all agree that voting outside of the county level is pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Like how the fuck are you gonna vote for some shit like somebody somebody's right or whatever the fuck that you don't even know and yeah. you've never seen? Yeah. How the fuck does that make sense? Like whose fucking idea was that? Some yeah. sociopath it has to be, dude. Yeah. People who are attracted to government power have got to just be a bunch of fucking psychopaths. 
That's they're why they're definitely psychopaths, dude. And it, uh, so government power probably just attracts them like gravity. You know what I mean? Like a like ripping the fabric of space time and just attracting all of the people who oh, want. Yeah. Power over others. Fucking it, it's main character <laughs> syndrome minus anime. <laughs> no, they might have anime oh. going in too. Yeah. yeah. I'm a politician. I'm a congressman. Yeah, I know what's I... good for everyone. Because <laughs> my way is the best way. Yeah. With some fucking fat cat. Imagine how many fucking children's buttholes you get to sniff, though, whenever you're a congressman. I'm sure that has a factor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even know what the That's fuck gotta have something right to do. <laughs> That's got to have something to do with the fucking. Lust for power, right? I could never. I could never run for Congress. <laughs> I could, I could never run for Congress because the very first thing I'd do, yeah, is I'd talk to some like <laughs> like-minded tippy tap boys, uh-huh. right? <laughs> tippy tap. <laughs> what does that mean? Like sneaky motherfuckers. Okay. Okay. Like some some fucking like a like force recon shit guys. Yeah, some fucking weeaboos narrator running around. No, 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 no. <laughs> but then Naruto? what I'd do is I'd, I'd have them in my uh, in my cabinet, per se, right? <laughs> okay. And then I'd call in, you know, you know how you'd meet with other congressmen and senators and shit and work up deals and everything. As soon as one's like, hey, man, you know, you want to go hang out at Epstein's Island? <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Okay, that sounds fun. And then I'd have my boys snatch him up, take him to my mountain. No, oh. dude. You fucking go to Epstein's Island, strapped, and just- yeah. Level the place. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That yeah. is the noble thing to do. If I got elected, here's my official campaign speech. <laughs> if I'm elected, I'll kill every one of those pedophile motherfuckers. Here's a question. Has anybody, that is not a violation of the NAP. Has, no, it's not. Has anybody, <laughs> it's self-defense. Yes. Anybody on the flight logs or whatever for Epstein's Island, the Lolita Express, has anybody been prosecuted or investigated or Doubt it. caught? Dude, yeah, we no, have no, a coronavirus well, now. Can you please shut the fuck up about that? Well, I mean, there was... What? <laughs> so we have a coronavirus now. Can you please shut the fuck <laughs> shut up the fuck about up about Epstein? That's <laughs> old news. That's so two thousand early two thousand twenty. But uh, wash your hands, guys. It won't kill itself, just like Epstein. <laughs> 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 well done. Well done. These fucking. Uh, we are a comedy podcast. Yes. <laughs> As of today, <laughs> we officially have the soundboard. <laughs> and we had a comedian on finally. Yeah, Sorry, Pickens. <laughs> Honestly, I did not realize that Pickens was a comedian. Like, I would not have known. He did the fucking comedy on Friday night at <sighs> convention. Yeah, I see. I missed it. Anyways, was it good? Uh, I enjoyed it. Okay, probably better than Dave Smith's. Dude, almost everyone's better than Dave Dude, Smith. I don't understand it. Why do people think he's funny? How how do you he's just not. say you're a comic? You he's just funny on Legion of Skanks. That's it. Yeah, he needs people to riff off. But of. yeah, like me, I need like, people, I can understand I need that. people to yeah, riff dude. off of. I can't do it. Up it's there. a it's a completely different art form to go on a stage and fucking try to make people laugh by yourself. What's I would not we- want to do that. What's weird about comedy though is all about the pacing. Yeah, and the inflections on certain words. Like I, I think there's somebody who did a study or some shit that uh, you could actually make people laugh in an audience without saying any actual words, but just by yes, you know the yeah, way yeah. you said things. Isn't it weird how the prime ministers of Canada and Spain are fine even though their wives got coronavirus? This must be that diplomatic immunity I keep they hearing about. Dude, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Trudeau's wife has it. Will it ever get old? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> we fuck. will find out. <laughs> Wasn't, uh, uh, no, that was Trudeau and uh, Melania that were uh, so super close. Eyes. Yeah. Dude. 
I bet the elite are up to some really fucky shit, like yeah. behind closed doors. Besides, you know, raping kids and all. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That's just that's just the calm uh, shit they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the dessert of the fucking platter of horrible shit. <laughs> Wait, is that fucked up? I just <laughs> I meant to say it's the icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? That's you know what I'm fucking better. saying? This is not any better, dude. <laughs> no. no. Oh man. Do you think that Trudeau fucked Melania? I don't know. I don't fucking care either. <laughs> I mean, tonight on E Entertainment tonight. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Did Justin Trudeau have sexual steamy relations with Melania Trump? Dude, speaking of that, did you see Bill Clinton said uh it was a uh, like therapy or some shit to uh fuck around with uh Monica Lewinsky? Do what? It was therapy? Yeah, he's like, it was just, that's how he d- was dealing with stress. It's how he coped with de- by, being married to Hillary yeah, Clinton. Yeah, right. By well, getting I his kid. dick sucked. I, dude, one. <laughs> yes, I agree. One, obviously he has a point. So, this will always make you feel better. <laughs> Do you think that means that Hillary was just not fucking doing anything? Well, I mean, I, would fucking, you, even if she was willing, one kid, do you want to? Their one kid ain't even Bill's. I mean, oh right! Yeah. You you believe that? See, oh. that's a conspiracy thing. Dude, no, look at her. I, I have. I looked at. It's her. Just they like look the whole very Justin similar. Trudeau thing. Like you so look Hillary at his parents, Cl- and then you look at for, fucking for, Fidel Castro. For, for anybody who doesn't know, know what the fuck we're talking about, uh, what Hillary Clinton's daughter? Yeah, uh, Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea yeah, Clinton looks like uh, some other fucking guy that H- Hillary was evidently fucking. Yeah, <laughs> here's the thing. In the early, you know, the idea that late Hillary 80s Clinton got two guys to fuck her is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a feat. She ought to be president. That's power Skills shit. Like that. No, no, no. That's power shit. That's power, dude. Yeah, that's power, what. It's a power. When move. you get to that level, looks yeah, have nothing true. to do with jack shit. It's all about being attracted to power. I don't know, man. I don't think I could be attracted to power enough to get it up for her. <laughs> have you seen that fucking uh, bitch? No, no, no they have good drugs in yeah, the upper true. in the upper elite, dude. That's true. They could probably get anything up. Or maybe she was just like sitting there while the hot model was on the bed. And it was like a th- yeah, maybe. All right, yeah. that's plausible. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, it's so disgusting. Oh man, I would love to see those Stormy Daniels and Trump sex tapes. I would, love would you to see really? Those. You want to see Trump fat, flopping around and at the sweating. time though he wasn't really fat. No, I don't want to jerk off to it. I just want to watch it. I just want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. You wouldn't want to see those videos. He literally no. told you one of really? his favorite subreddits was "Make Me Suffer." Yeah, Fair. that's true. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Trump looking down do get, at you in the video. Do we got any? <laughs> do we it's got, gonna be huge. <laughs> do we got any uh, voicemails? Yeah, we do actually. Uh, a few of them were for Whitney, but maybe Let's, I guess we'll save them till next time. Oh, sorry, fuck. everyone. Keep banging them out. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, am I gonna doesn't to deserve um- it. It doesn't to deserve um- it. No, fuck you. Am I going to have to unplug? Kyle doesn't have access to the soundboard. He can't reach it. No, I'll just do it literally myself. Okay. Just walk over and press it? No, no, no. I mean, I'll just do it with my own voice right Dude. here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, okay, so this is, the, this is the first one. What's happening there, homies? This is your favorite monstrous woodland creature. Oh, that's who Sasquatch. Anyway, I just figured I'd call and tell you guys you did a hell of a job with old uh, Arvin Bora there. It's a great interview. Thank you. Ain't no uh, vermin supreme, but I can tell you right now, Mark Whitney better bring his A game. That's true. <laughs> anyway, I'll just let you guys go and uh, I'll head on to the house. I'll leave you a little poem. 
<laughs> Roses are red. Violence is free. Especially <laughs> tread on me. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> That's a great one. Great voicemail. Yeah. yeah, shame uh man, shame Whitney had to dip out. Yeah. It really sucks. Yeah. You, you think uh, his assistant would tell you his time frame? They did <laughs> yeah. this morning, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, they did. Like, oh they yeah. They told. They said <coughs> only one, we only get him for one hour. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. okay, well, that's probably fine. And then I'm like, I didn't realize he talked so much. Oh, so the, this is on you. And we got started late with him uh, because nothing's on you. When I fucking booked him uh, a few weeks ago, like right after convention, he did not have a fucking show at five every day. Ah, hmm. uh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. All right. Sasquatch called again. What do you know? Called us something else. <laughs> well, you know, it's me. But anyway, you've got 12 hours. We'll say 12 hours. Put a team of six people together for your boog, your big boogaloo fight about to incur. Okay. Six, uh, 12 hours, six people, counting yourself. The only people you can choose from are in your Discord. Ooh. Let us know who you picked, each one of you, and why you picked us. <laughs> There's only like... Like always. Okay. <laughs> live free, have fun, we'll holler at you later. Squash it out. <laughs> okay. There's not really that many people. It, like six main people in the Discord almost. <laughs> There's no, like there's maybe ten. Eh. There's a lot. We got like close to a hundred people all on right, Discord. Right. I'm going to narrow it down so, to three. So uh, three right. is a good do, number. Are we our six own? Do, are we our own six person? So we have to pick five other people or six other people? Five. You got to pick up five other people. You got to right. make a six man crew. Uh, it's going to be Kyle. Uh, probably Kyle, Davy, and Squatch. I would feel the safest with because you guys Dude. know the most about guns and fighting and kicking ass than Squatch. anyone I know. <laughs> I wouldn't give him a gun. <laughs> you wouldn't give him a gun. <laughs> no, I just, just tell him to punch people. Yeah, <laughs> give him some fucking brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't even punch. He he wrestles and uh, fucking subdues people, and he can like put He's you to six, fucking seven. sleep. Yeah, that guy's a like fucking, fucking muscle. Tank. Yeah, that guy's a tank. Like he, he doesn't need to wrestle you. If he punches you, you're dead. <clears throat> he sent what, me. What some, he Kyle? sent me some fucking photographs of uh, some sh- uh, beef shoulder that yeah. he fucking nice. dude. Look at this. Did you look how this is a fucking shoulder? Look yeah. how fucking marbled it is. He Ooh. said it's off of a Highland cow. This is good radio. He ra- yeah, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it looks, it looks kind of like I don't know, kind of like a ribeye. Yeah. It even has like the thing, but it's like twice the size. So who, who do you think are the four craziest people in the Discord? I'd say Cal, Rooster, Sasquatch, <laughs> um, Kyle. Um, who's the, who's the fourth craziest? Fox, Foxhound. He's the fourth craziest. Yeah, yeah. he's going crazy. All right. but here's my boo crew. So right I would now. say Fox, and then I'd say because uh, I would let you four guys. Go fucking do this. This is going to be really shit. boring for anybody who's not in the Discord. Yeah, though. yeah, it is. True. Should and we then, cut uh, this? No. No. Okay. Hell no. <laughs> All right. They give us money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. So we got Sasquatch. We got Far Pimpson. We got Foxhound. We got Rooster. We got you, Davey. And we got Derek. Because if we need a tech guy, <laughs> you don't need a tech guy in the boog. <laughs> yeah, we do need a tech guy in the boog. All right. Someone to create I'm... like secure channels. I am to not discuss. taking this. Someone to look enough. at Google Maps and point us the right way. Because <laughs> I would. Because my fifth person would definitely be uh, <laughs> not a Karen in the world. Because I would let all you guys go fight and I'd go fuck. 
Fuck to the sound of gun, gun yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, and I'd need an extra one, though. I'd need moose. Gotta you need moose? moose? Yeah. Moose, too. Yeah. You need a trusty steed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he could, like, you know, snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he fucking... Oh, wait, he doesn't need a snowboard. He skis. He, he distracts the enemy. <laughs> hey, I'm going to do a flip. <laughs> no, but no, in World War Two, I think it was in uh, Finland, yeah. maybe? But there was this guy in World World War Two who on skis, like, just kept zipping around yes. the fucking mountains and shit, shooting fucking Russians. <laughs> he was and, like, like, held on- an entire, like, battalion at bay by yeah. himself, pretty much. How Dude, badass? Bad high ass. on meth. Okay. <laughs> there he was. Yeah, that's right. How yeah. badass he, would you he feel? He ended up escaping like the weeks. Russians. He overdosed on meth. <laughs> he stepped on a landmine. Yeah. And survived and skied okay, down a mountain. This. Yes. How badass would you feel if you just fucking <laughs> destroyed an entire battalion by just being on ski- skis and just popping them with AK? See, in Florida, in Florida, we've perfected the recipe now. We've moved on to... I don't know bath salts. We're like splitting atoms in the in our fucking <laughs> bathtubs, coming up with the best fucking crazy chemical. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. So next next voicemail, right? Oh, nice three. Oh, we have a lot. Derek, you more? can never close the jar. You're infringing upon my rights by saying you can, Nick. <laughs> well, was that Rooster? No, I know who that was. No, I don't think so. I recognize that voice. Well, we met him in person. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's Tyrannus. Ah, okay. All right. Oh, he was triggered because we didn't play his other voicemail last week. Gotcha. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Well, you you get what you pay for. You know what? Maybe I'll cut that shit. Yeah, dude. Just to spite you. Listen, edit it out and just find uh, Samuel Jackson or someone. Just edit him over it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is the last one. Hello, Boobers. This is Rooster of the the Roosting with Retard podcast. Um, I've I've been doing my podcast for uh, oh well, let's say fifteen minutes or so, and I just gotta say I'm a little jealous because you know I I think my podcast is pretty cool. I might be biased, but I haven't gotten even one presidential candidate who offered to be my guest. So. Um, that's not cool. You know, I feel like us retards need a little bit more representation in the most media. And the reason I'm calling is because I wanted to vocalize that uh, to, to Mr. Mark Whitney, who, who's your guest. Um, oh, one, I would like to know how Mark Whitney intends to win over the retard vote. Uh, <laughs> two, how he intends to make sure that us retards are equally represented in the podcast field. And <laughs> I would like to know how you, Mark Whitney, intend to beat out Lincoln Casey, who so embodies the, the struggle of the retarded libertarian. <laughs> uh, you know, I think he really got, got the retard vote at the moment. And I got to know how do, how do you intend to beat, beat the actual retard at, the, at getting our vote. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. Jesus fucking wow. Christ. Wow. Okay. Man, I'm, that's such a shame that we that's didn't so have true. Send me though. that audio clip. I'm sending that to Whitney and Pickens. <laughs> okay. Because they, they, I want them to hear that. That's so true, though. Like, there's <sighs> not enough retards in podcasting. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I would totally else? listen to a fucking all-retard podcast. Yes. I wouldn't. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, bullshit, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. Okay, you're right. I listen to Come Town. Well, there, no, there yeah. is this actual one. Retard and, oh, podcast I also listen I to Matt and to. Shane's Secret Podcast. That's a great show too. They are fucking retarded. They're awesome, dude. There's one retarded podcast I do listen to. It's called Burning Boots. <laughs> <laughs> we're just retard right activists. I think we're retard friendly. I don't know. Yeah. We're retard adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I guess I should do a, sh- a quick shout out for... Uh, I went on Dissecting Liberty um, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's run by two guys. I only know them as uh, Cotton Archist and Liberty Zero. Uh, pretty cool fucking guys, but Liberty Zero was not able to show up. But I just wanted to do a kind of a quick shout to those dudes. Go listen to Dissecting Liberty. Uh, it's not as good as ours, but uh, they're what pretty is? good. What is? Nothing is. <laughs> there is literally no podcast. We ended up not even talking about libertarianism just like we do on our show. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to the episode. We, yeah, and, it was uh, just... You ran, you ran the entire show. Congratulations. <laughs> I, felt, I felt bad. I felt bad. We're really going to bring in the subscribers or the patrons this week because we're saving all the good stuff like the (laughs) coronavirus and libertarianism and the overreach of government for the bonus episode. I know. Dude, we didn't even get to talk about coronavirus. With with that being said, let's let's hit our plugs and just sign the fuck out. Hell yeah. And do the bonus. Yeah, let's do the after hours. All right, so you can find us at at Burning Boots Pod on Twitter. You can go to Libsyn.com or rather, I'm going to call that shit. Uh, <laughs> that's not even true. Uh, BurningBootsPodcast.Libson.com. Be sure uh, to upvote us on RetardPodcast.com. Yeah, oh, yeah, Liberty definitely. Podcast ranker. Definitely Liberty, Liberty podcast. podcast Ranker. All this shit, obviously, as always, in the show notes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and please, God damn, please give us some fucking five-star iTunes reviews. Yeah. We haven't gotten any new ones in a while. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Every five-star iTunes review is going to be read by us, so please do that. Um, Join the fucking Discord, guys. <laughs> it really helps us. Oh, yeah, the Discord rocks. And that, that, The Discord is the show. <laughs> it's yeah. the meat of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, and let me know in the Discord if you would be interested in hearing me read Anatomy of State. You would do that? Well, I have never read it. Like an audiobook thing? Yeah. Oh, so you just want to read it? Yeah. Oh, that would give me an incentive to read it if people were going to listen to me read it. Right on. And I can uh, read. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. You want to hear Kyle read out loud? <laughs> donate to the Patreon. And, uh, well, yeah, with that being said, donate to the Patreon, guys. Fuck yeah. That's how you're going to get to hear the uh, real meat of this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, because Mark Ri- Whitney ruined it for us. Yeah. <clears throat> Bye, guys. We love you. Do we love them? Everybody thinks I have wasted, wasted every chance I ever had to be somebody. Hey, baby girl, can I see your pussy? Channeling your inner come down, pussy, 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 pussy,
Oh man, that is fun. <laughs> We're uh, fun guys. We're fun. 